Hey, hockey fans, welcome to Across the Pond, Hong Kong's first and only hockey podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ivany, here with co-host Jesse Lucier, live in Singapore, and Mr. Paul McLean, live in Kennedy Town. What's up, boys? What's going on, boys? What's going on? Good to be back across the pond in Asia. He's back in Asia, folks. Jesse Lucier, brief stint in Ontario, and he's back. I'm back, nice. baby. I'm back, boys. So, everybody. We're a day late, a dollar short here, Jess. Uh, what what happened? What, oh what happened God. in your flight back here? Oh, my God. Little Air Canada fiasco. So I wouldn't recommend to any of our listeners trying to do any sort of traveling right now because it is just a disaster. So to get back from Ottawa, uh, that's where I was. I was in Ottawa. I had to come to Singapore, uh, which was originally supposed to take, I think it was 28 hours was in total. Ended up taking me oh. almost three whole days to, to get here. Oh my God. <laughs> so the problem was, so, you know, I get to Ottawa, no problems, jump on the flight, head out to Vancouver, and then I'm supposed to go from Vancouver to Tokyo and then to Tokyo to Singapore. But I guess we're sitting at the gate in Vancouver and the flight attendants just didn't show up. There was no flight. <laughs> and the, the trick right now is because, you know, with COVID and, and Japan, they don't allow um, people to stay overnight. So then we had to kind of change up the flight last minute. Um, and then it was just a disaster, like trying to figure out, like <laughs> they just came, basically they went on the, the horn, like, you know, at the airport, they're like, uh, attention passengers of flight AC, blah, your flight will yeah. no longer be going. And if you're going to oh, Singapore, God. we apologize. Click. Wow. I like, oh, God. <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. So you go up to the gate, man. And then I just was running around the airport. Like there was zero guidance, zero anything. Ended up standing around for like, I don't know, four or five hours just trying to figure out what happened. Luckily, I finally just, there's one woman who kind of took care of it. Um, she's like, you know, we're going to send you to London and then you can fly from London to Singapore. And then, but long story short, there's all these different rules to get into Singapore. And then I only had a certain window I could enter because you have to have like a COVID test and and all the stuff. So I was right. getting really close to that window. And, um, so then I, I, I actually had missed it. So, um, and then they were telling me that I was going to probably have to fly back to Canada, go back. <laughs> anyway, it was a total nightmare. Oh man. God. It was a total nightmare. So once I finally got on the plane to London, to Singapore, I was half expecting they weren't gonna let me in, but yeah, man, I just, and, and the flights were so packed and there was a bunch of screaming babies. I mean, people who fly with babies, dude, <laughs> are like <laughs> unless there's like a family emergency like dude you are the worst <laughs> hot take number hot, one hot oh take number God, one dude. you heard it here first i couldn't handle it oh, God. i couldn't handle it don't take babies on flights no man, man. so that's yeah. it boy. so we finally made it back seven days of quarantine chilling out in the hotel right now and uh happy to just be chilling out watching hockey good to be back in asia fellas yeah, yeah, good to have you back, Jess. We don't yeah. like when you're that far away. Yeah, yeah. So let's get you while you're uh, jet lag. Here we go. Here we go. Which of these players set an NHL record for the most goals ever scored by rookie? I already asked that one, didn't I? Yeah. But you can ask yeah. it again. Damn it. You can ask it again. Can, yeah, no, you never asked this question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Next He's question. You never asked this one. Next question. Damn. And the, this one's uh, for all you Habs fans out there. Come on, Jess. There's any left. Be smarter. There's any left. What is Toe Blake's real name? What's Toe Blake's, Toe real, Blake's name? real name? Oh my God. Toe Blake's on. real name. I mean, name. he's 
famous. I don't know. Famous. He is famous. I know he is, but I don't know his real name. Toe Blake. Hey Siri. <laughs> I'm going with uh, Richard. <laughs> good guess. Good guess. Oh, okay, we got a guess here. I'm gonna go with um, Tony. Oh, that well, that's even a better guess. Tony the Toe. Anthony. Since both of them were guesses, both of them are <laughs> wrong. Nah, wrong. <laughs> of course, uh, staple uh, on this podcast. One. So the guy that led Montreal to two Stanley Cups as a player and eight more as a coach, and who was the 1939 MVP, his name was Hector Blake. Oh, Hector, Hector, Hector. Hector, Hector, Hector. I wonder how they Hector. got Toe on there. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, since the first answer was Timu Solani because he did get the most goals scored as a rookie, yeah. we're going to stick with the Timu Solani kind of uh, theme. Ooh. Before joining the NHL, before joining the NHL, what did T. Mussolini do as a job in Finland? Oh, gosh. I I think I remember seeing this when he did his Hall of Fame speech. Was he a a Zamboni driver? Oh, no, 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 no. A a cobbler? Basically. (laughs) Damn. Uh, I want to say he worked in like... uh, like a fish warehouse or something. Uh, that would be a good guess with the uh, I'm going, I'm going hardware store. Hardware store is it also a good guess again, boys? Your guess is wrong. <laughs> wrong. Damn it. Wrong. Dude, we're so dumb. <laughs> Tibor Salani was a kindergarten teacher. Oh my gosh. Exactly, right? You're like, oh, that's 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 just pretty what? interesting. Wow. He was a kindergarten. He worked at for three years. In Finland. Wow. When did he yeah. join the NHL? Like, when was he a kindergarten? He must have been like, he was like 15. He must have been like 45. He was 40. <laughs> he had a full teaching career. He yeah. did. He did. He did. Then he stepped in, scored 76. All right, kids, no homework tonight. I'm, I'm ripping up 40. <laughs> Got a game. Yeah. Um, okay, last question. Time to redeem yourself. Guys. This one's a very easy question. Who was the first NHL player? To score 100 points in six consecutive seasons. Mm. Yeah, 100 points, six consecutive seasons. Gordy, I got. I'm going Gordy. No, because he because he left right the NHL for a bit. I mean, NH or uh, what's his face? Uh, that guy Wayne Gretzky. He yeah. scored 13 straight seasons with 100 yeah. points. Yeah, but he wasn't the first I'm, I'm, six. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Gordy. The first, not the second. First, not Mike Bossy. Mike Bossy's like my. Oh, <laughs> that would be great if it was Mike Bossy. Damn it! Uh, if it was, yeah, I guess you got it for my my reply there. You are wrong, <laughs> but Gordy Howe. Is also wrong. <laughs> Number four, Bobby Orr. Oh, shit. Uh, that was uh, my second guess. Yeah, yeah. 
First player, hundred uh, points. D-man too, crazy. All right, D-man. I'm now one. I'm one for twenty-four now, boys. One for twenty-four, Jess. You you technically have one as well. I'm not gonna ever forget that. Yeah, yeah. That was a good. <laughs> that was a good moment in the podcast history, which never ever got aired. <laughs> never to be heard. That's right. It was great. I, I was I was pretty excited for you. But that's uh, right. Well, well, Paulie, thank you very much for making us look stupid. Yeah, as, so that's, uh, that's yeah. my job here. That's my uh, job you are voice. doing a really good job. I, I just uh, want I, you I to try. know. Yeah, I try. yeah. Thanks try. again. And now we're going to give you I, all I, the I, rest I, of our takes and don't don't believe yeah. any of them because clearly we don't know don't. about the sport. No, no, no. Nothing. All right, boys, what do you got to say to the fine folk here? All right, you ready to get things rolling here? Ready. Tonight's first period brought to you by the China Hockey Tonight's program is brought to you by the China Hockey the CHG is a family-oriented group of ice hockey leagues, training programs, and community initiatives geared at developing ice hockey in Hong Kong and southern China. Established in 2011, the CHG is comprised of various programs for players of all levels. From the exceptional Junior Tigers program, the HKBN Island League, the Learn to Play and Learn to Skate programs, all the way up to their adult leagues which include the SCIHL, for those looking for a fun recreational experience, and the CIHL, which is the only elite full contact adult hockey league. If you're looking for some hockey equipment, or if you even need your skates sharpened, stop by the CHG showroom in Central, an exclusive reseller of warrior and power equipment. For more information about their programs, Check out their website at ChinaHockeyGroup.com. That's ChinaHockeyGroup.com. All right, let's kick things off, Jess. I got the Big Bite of the Week this week, brought to you by our good friends at the Big Bite Restaurant. Uh, Check them out at the Big Bite HK uh, on social media. They have Wing Night tonight, Tuesday night in North Point, and Wednesday night at the Big Bite Flame Grill. Folks, uh, these these guys have the best uh, the best poutine, best Canadian grub in Hong Kong. If you haven't if you haven't tried it yet, uh, you're really missing out. And we have to give them a quick shout out because their North Point location is closing at the end of the month. They're going to be moving to a new location, hopefully at some point. So, if you have time to check out the North Point location in the next couple of weeks, please do so and support uh, these uh, fine folks at the Big Bite. All right, so our Big Bite of the week, Jess. We had our first on ESPN Plus. We had our first all-female broadcast crew, uh, which consisted of Leah Hextall, Cassie, Cassie Campbell Pascal, and Linda Cohn. What do you? First of all, congratulations to all of them uh, for for doing this. This is tremendous uh, for the sport, and it's great for hockey to be, uh, you know, probably the first sport to to do this, first major sport. So, Jess, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're seeing a lot of barriers being broken this year. I mean, we had, uh, we talked about it, I think early on in in the podcast um, uh, at the beginning of the season with the refs coming in and starting the AHL uh, female broadcast. And I mean, look, it, you know, I, I, I would say that I'm still new to Leah Hextel. It's Leah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I hadn't really heard much about, I mean, Cassie Campbell, like she's a pro, like she's an all time. We've been hearing her for years through and through pro man. Like, you know, she's one of the best in the business. Um, and you know, she's kind of trailblazing for, for the rest and, uh, which is awesome, but no, they, they did a good job. Um, you know, it, was it the greatest game of all time that they, they had, I don't know, (laughs) but, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, and 
you know, listening to the broadcast, uh, you know, Cassie Campbell was, was, was talking about the Habs, you know, and, um, you know, yeah. the, the potential of, um, uh, what's her name, uh, in, in the running for the general manager job right now. Um, so, you know, like, yeah, I mean, they did a great job. It's great for hockey. Uh, you know, you're seeing more and more, uh, women coming in and, and all across sports and it's good to see the NHL kind of, um, taking a step and not always just kind of following suit. Um, but yeah, man, no, I agree. Great, uh, great, great story. And, and congratulations to them. Yeah, it certainly wasn't the uh, the best game. Of course, uh, Habs uh, didn't really show up in Arizona. Um, but yeah, her her insights always so is bang on. Like yeah. she knows the game so well, and and she's always uh, she's always got the inside scoop, Cassie. She seems oh, yeah, like she's yeah. got the players' trust. She oh, gets yeah. she gets all the details. She's yeah. great. So yeah, congratulations to them. Uh, fantastic job, um, Jess. What do you got for us? Yeah. Okay. Moving on. So. Uh, we'll keep up the trend with things that uh, make us feel good. And this found feel good story of the week is brought to you by found as Asia's first concept store and cafe found is on a mission to bring you life-changing benefits of CBD and CBG through a selection of infused F and B items and retail products. If you, if you're sitting there thinking, Jesse, what are the benefits of CBD and CBG? Don't worry because I'm about to tell you. While their benefits are numerous, the main reasons why customers take CBD is to help with stress, anxiety, pain, and sleep. I'm starting to think that's why Ivany has been such a fan this year, because the Habs are certainly creating a lot of anxiety, pain, and stress. So yeah. check them out on Instagram, Facebook, or found.hk and use discount code ATP10 for 10% off. Okay. So my found feel-good story, boys, is our boy. What do you got? My boy. Timo Meyer ripping five bingos Timo. today against the Kings. Five goals, one game, boys. Did you guys see this? Yes. No, I didn't. See oh, it. I saw the I saw the highlights, man. It's pretty pretty impressive, dude. So this guy, man, Timo. Let me tell you a little bit about Timo Meyer. So this guy, I played with him in Halifax. He comes over when he's seventeen, right? He's never he's never played North America. Um, he barely spoke any English. Um, mm -hmm. like as in he didn't speak a word of English, man. It was like, you know, it, yeah. Anyway, so he comes over, um, you know, he, put, he has a, a pretty decent first kind of rookie year with Halifax. We had a great team, you know, that's the year that Ellers was also our Euro who ended up having like, uh, I think he had 49 goals, got drafted ninth overall, you know? So, um, mm -hmm. he was kind of in his shadow, I, I guess you could say, but, and then I remember there was rumblings that year at the trade deadline where we were thinking about moving him and. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. Like I thought it was the right move because we were trying to load up. Right. And I remember at the end mm -hmm. of the season, I was talking to Nick and I said, you know, is he going to come back? Are we going to keep him? Are we going to trade him? And, and Nick Ellers looked at me and he goes, listen, dude, you have no idea just how good this player is. Like, just give him some time. Anyway, he comes back the next year, dude. And this guy just terrorizes the queue, rips it <laughs> apart. Gets, I think he gets traded to Ruan. Um, and then where, you know, he goes, they win the queue that year. They go into the Mem Cup, blah, 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 blah. So, but just like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He works so hard, but again, he's like, he'd give you the shirt off his back type of dude. Um, but yeah, man. So he scores five goals, dude. And you know, what's crazy is that he had all five of them before the third period even started. <laughs> yeah. Five goals in the first two periods. Dude, impressive. Light work, man. So he's, that's now a franchise record. So, uh, no one on San Jose has ever scored five goals in a single game. 
Um, yeah, dude. And he did it all in just two periods. So he's seventh in the NHL now in goals. He's only six behind uh, Ovi. Wow. Um, that'll, that'll move you up the list pretty fast. Yeah, dude. So he keeps his pace up, man. He'll be first in the NHL by Friday. Um, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. And, and you know, my guy, he, he's named to the all-star game and boys, how about this? San Jose is now sitting in that wildcard spot, that second wildcard spot, boys. They're hanging on to it. And Timo Meyer is leading the way for this club, man. How about that? Hey, yeah, well, yeah. nah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, nah. They're not gonna get it. <laughs> you think they'll, you know, I don't know, man. If he keeps oh, this up, might have to score five goals. If he keeps game, it up, but... it's one game. It's one game. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if he keeps it up, it's it's pretty amazing. God, if any anybody kept that up, true, five goals. And... True. <laughs> I mean, it's Mont- still pretty Montreal impressive. Montreal might even have a chance, but actually, no, they probably. Uh, won't. <laughs> All right. It's only happened five times since the year 2000. So it's pretty impressive. Yeah, man. Last guy to do it. It's insane. Our our good friend Mika Zibanejad. Yeah. He probably did that in like five shifts and then didn't score again for two weeks after. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, but just like an incredible guy. Um, I'm so happy to see that for him. And now he's going to the all-star game. I mean, you know, he, so since coming to the league, I think he started in 2016. I mean, you know, he's a bit, he had a bit of a slow start that first year, but I mean, you know, he's a rookie. Um, but ever since then, man, he's been like top three in scoring uh, the last three seasons. He's led the team two of the three seasons. I mean, you know, it, seeing him do well. And then especially when he signed that, that, that deal and, you know, San Jose is not doing that great. They, they're kind of going through a rebuild, but this guy is, you know, he's 25. So he is like the main stay on that team. He's probably there. I would say he's probably their top player now, you know, going forward and, right. um, that's pretty impressive. I mean, um, yeah, and it's it's really always it's always fun to see guys like who take a few years to develop, but once they do, they're just complete players. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really cool to see. Yeah, man, that's Actually, a sound. Yeah, that's good. Calgary and Edmonton are below San Jose at the moment, so yeah, Oof, not good. Yeah, not good. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right, Edmonton. We'll go. talk a little bit later. We'll let's <laughs> let's move on to the Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery Spill of the Week, brought to you by our good friends at Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. Yardleybrothers.hk. Check out their award-winning beers. Uh, they've got a huge selection. Uh, they deliver throughout Hong Kong. So if you have uh, if you have a hankering for for a nice IPA, check out Yardleybrothers.hk. Do you like beer? I know I like beer, and my favorite type of beer is a Yardley Brothers beer. Remember when I used to ramble on about how delicious their Machine Men Pale Ale was last season? Well, at this year's Cathay Pacific International Wine and Spirits Competition, gold medals were awarded to both the Yardley's Machine Men Pale Ale as well as their new Mango Sticky Mango Imperial Goze. The boys even brought home some bronze awards at the 2020 Asia Beer Championship for their Mum's Rhubarb Crumble Pastry Sour and their Gooseberry Custard Sour. But that's not all. On the same night, Yardies also walked away with a gold medal for Best Experimental Beer in Asia. My new favorite, the SEA Sour. You gotta get this in your belly, folks. I don't tell no lies. For more information, go to YardleyBrothers.hk. All right, the spill of the week, guys. I mean, it, it has to. There, there was. This wasn't even close. This was an easy spill of the week. The All Star Game rosters were announced, and this is a complete farce. I'm absolutely disgusted at the choices made by the NHL. This has just turned into such a crappy event. 
I mean, the All-Star game used to be one of the spectacles of hockey, that something that you'd look forward to. It was competitive. Uh, the best players in the league were all there. People looked forward to playing in it. And now it's like guys just what would rather have the weekend off, half of them, uh, because it's it's just a joke. I mean, equal representation? Like, what is this? Like, uh, you know, participation trophies? Like, I agree. Where, where are we headed here? I agree. I mean, where are we heading here? This is the NHL. The, the, they, the, ha- the fact that they have to have equal representation from every team is garbage. I mean, the best players should be there. Um, yeah. I just, I, and, and, and make the game, like, I don't mind the three on three. Like, yeah, they want to make it fun. They don't want anybody getting hurt, but the players are losing interest and I can see it on their faces. Like you guys, I mean, you can see it in the games. You can see it with the, the guys that don't want to go year after year, the last few years. It's just, I don't like where the NHL is going with this all-star game. Um, as a, I'm maybe as a casual fan, you like it more. I can't answer to that, but for me, Jess, it's just, it's, it's in shambles right now. I'm not happy with it. Yeah. What are your yeah, thoughts? no, I agree, man. Um, you know, it, uh, I think Nate McKinnon said it best in his, in his post game, you know, like when they left Kadri, who's, I think he's like fourth in the NHL and scoring or fifth in the NHL and scoring, you know, when he's off yeah. the list, I mean, look, it's all these all-star games are always tough. I mean, the NBA just announced their roster and there's about a bunch of outrage, but the NHL, like they always seem to flip flop back and forth. They went with the fan voting and then, um, John Scott got in. So they asked that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, so now like, I don't even know what the metrics are, if it's like writers or fans or what, but no, man, I mean, look, it, it's supposed to be the best players from each from each uh, division. Right. Like, and, and I agree. I mean, yeah. it can't be that hard. Like, and you know, like, does that necessarily always just correlate to how many points you have? No, but I don't think it's that hard to say like, you know, who deserves to be there, but you know, like with, with that being said, you know, th- there has to be other things that be taken into account. So like Sidney Crosby, like he's not, he's not even in the top. Like, I know. I mean, give me a break though. If you ask any player in the league, who's the best player, it's going to be either McDavid or Crosby and the guy's not in the all-star game. Yeah. So that's what I mean. I mean, look, it's the NHL. He's, I would still say he's one of the faces of the NHL, if not the face. Yeah. And the fact that he's off, I mean, I think that's a big miss. Now he also is the guy who says like, I'm not going to (laughs) go, you know? So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, look, it, I think there's, they need to fix it, but I will say, so yeah, look, like, I mean, he's 83rd in the NHL in scoring this year, Crosby. Now he's yeah. only played 26 yeah. games, but still, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Although I will say when they switched the format, when they went to like three on three divisions, I actually do enjoy watching that more so than like that five on five, just farce they had before. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan of like the events or anything. And, and I guess to play devil's advocate, on you know why why like get every team involved is you know it's i don't necessarily think it has anything to do with tv rights or anything like that i think it's just more when you're watching everybody's a winner everyone's a winner that's right when you're watching (laughs) it's always a winner when you want to have you know if you're a fan of let's say the ottawa senators you want to have at least one ottawa senators jersey on the ice you know like so i guess at some point i see that but yeah, man, this is supposed to be like, you know, 
when guys retire, they'll be like, Hey, he's a five-time all-star. Like that's supposed to be something and mean something, you know, like exactly. right now. hundred percent. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, Jordan Cairo, you're having a good year, but I'd rather see Sidney Crosby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, sorry, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. yeah so looking at this list, there's, there's like 15 guys on here. It's their first appearance in the all-star game. And there's yeah. like eight or Nick nine Suzuki? guys. Nick Suzuki's in there. He's yeah. Oh, yeah. Dylan Larkin. I mean, yeah. Detroit had to send somebody, so they sent Dylan Larkin. He's Cam, he's a good Cam player. Albert. Yeah. But like, I'm all for if if there's like nine guys from two teams. Like, I'm all for that, man. That's what all star games are. These are the all stars yeah. this year. You know. Do you what do you what do you think about back in the day, like when the it actually when the games meant something and they still played they played hard against each other, the risk of injury and you know like all that kind of stuff being factored in? Would you rather it go back to some type of competitive game um, with something on the line? I don't even remember do what think, yeah. that was a bit before my time. Like I don't even remember what was on the line back then. What even was it for? I think it was for home ice in the final in this in the in the finals. Yeah. Oh wow! Holly, can you look that up? Back when the two conferences played against each other and the game meant something. I know in oh, MLB so that's what they do, something. right? The MLB the yeah. the All Star game gets gets. Uh... But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think they got to figure that out. Um, but it, it it's kind of well known, I think, from the fans' point of view, especially like I don't want to say higher IQ fans, but but this has kind of been viewed as a joke and a thing for fun. So that's just what it is. I mean, you're not going to make everyone happy. Look, every sport goes through it when they do the all-star selection. So, but yeah, I mean, some big name, I mean, Marshawn, man, he's 10, he's 10th in the NHL in scoring. He's not even on the list. I mean, what? I know that's another huge, you know? that's another huge swing and miss too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. If I would, I would agree more if it was to do with TV rights and like getting, getting you know more more um <clears throat> more participation or more watches from every city in the nhl than it would be i don't know i just don't like it i just hate not seeing the best players not there yeah yeah like if i'm in ottawa i don't think i'm going to tune in just because you know brady kachuk is is there whoever they send you know or batherson or whatever like they I, got, I don't think i'm got, gonna watch they got drake yeah. drake batherson huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking of all-star game boys, who are the top three all-star appearances? Who, who got the most appearances? Can you name three? Most all-star appearance. That's probably top just three. tenure, right? That's probably got to be Gordy. I'm going Lindstrom. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I would say probably Gordy Howe, right? Because he's played in the NHL for 400 years. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be one of them. Maybe Wayno. I mean, Wayne Gretzky is probably an all-star legit every year he's in the league. Like, yeah. I think any guys that – yeah, he was. Don't they uh, name yeah. – isn't one of the teams named after him now? <laughs> I would say Bobby, but he he had a short career. Um, yeah, maybe Ovi too now. Like, he's probably getting up there. Ray okay. Bork. Ray so, Bork maybe. So, oh, yeah. Chris finally got a chance to look it up online. Ray Borg is correct. And, yes! Uh, <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. I saw you. Yes! Uh, Gordy Howe oh, and oh, yeah. Gretzky, the other guys. Gordy, Wayne, Gordy Howe oh, yeah. and Borg. Gordy was there 23 times. Oh, man. I knew it was Lind and Lindstrom's not one of them? Nope. Well, I mean, not in top three. Lindstrom's like... I don't four, maybe, but... Oh, no. 
Wayno. I was trying times. to think of guys that played 20 years. Yeah. 18 times for Wayne. 19 <laughs> times for Ray Bork. Amazing. Jeez. Yeah. As like Paul Coffey, Mark Massey, Scott Stevens. I mean, the, yeah, these lists are, they are the best guys in hockey. So yeah, yeah it should be the best guys in hockey playing the all-star game. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, you're just proved. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point, Paul. Cause that kind of just proves our point. These guys, I mean, it meant something for them to make all-star teams. Yeah. Yeah. Was there 11 times. 11 you want to make this only 11. You want to make it yeah. more. You get, you pay the guys. If you want to like the best guys to actually yeah. go to the all-star game, then you pay them and then make it like a player's vote. Kind of like the, yeah. um, What's the award where it's like the players vote on the MVP? Is it the Ted Lindsay? The- oh, yeah, it is Ted Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah I mean, look, it, like I said, it's tough to make everyone happy with these things. And uh, I think it's, it it's going to become a spectacle anyway. But yeah, we'll see. I'd love to, I'd love to hear from our viewers, uh, see what you guys think of this All-Star Game uh, fiasco that yeah. we have happening in the NHL right now. All right, Jess, close up the first period for us. Yeah, okay. So our Psalm Sleeper of the Week, boys, this is a bit of a different one. It's not a team. It's not a player. It's not a um, contractor for building, <laughs> as Ivany did once. Um, <laughs> the Psalm Sleeper, boys, is the Florida Panthers fans, boys. So oh, you're gonna blame an entire fan base. They're that's sleeping, a, boys. They're sleeping, my uh, boys. You know, so Florida, man, we've picked this team. We've picked this team for. I think Paulie and I were on this team early, and I've been riding this wagon, boys. And that's exactly what they are—a wagon, boys. They are. They've lost three games at home this year. They're 21 and three at their crib oh. in Fort Lauderdale, and I'm looking at the fan attendance, fellas. They're getting 80% attendance right now of, of capacity. That's 24. And there's no, there's no rules in Florida. That's 24th in the NHL. Yeah, they don't have any excuse at all. <laughs> they don't have any excuse. Um, but they're not going to the games. I don't understand it, man. Like, this team is so nasty. Wow. Like, it's unbelievable. So exciting. Jonathan Huberto is having a, an absolutely insane career year. Aaron Ekblad's back looks better than ever. And then just like all yeah. these new guys, like, you know, Carter Verhage's finally busting out on the scene. Um, they got some young guys that are doing well. And then, you know, the old dogs like Hornquist, even Joe Thornton, man, is kind of chipping in. But yeah, I he mean, is. But I, don't, I don't understand it. And then across, you know, just across the state with Tampa Bay, like they have some of the best attendance, you know, like. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going on for Lauderdale. Um, you know, I know that Miami Heat are a pretty good team this year, but, you know, it's not like the Dolphins are any good. But this man, this is like a historic year for Florida. And then you can be a part of something. And the tickets are probably so cheap. Yeah, dude, they're 21 yeah. and three. 21 and three at home, boys. It's that's so crazy. I mean, this is a team that might be along with the Colorado Avalanche, the most exciting team yeah. to watch in the NHL. Should be the hottest ticket. Yeah, man. I mean, I turned on a, I turned on a game the other day. I thought, you know, oh, I think I missed the first period. It was six nothing. Yeah. And they've just been <laughs> blowing teams up, man. Like just no, like they don't even, they won't slow down. These, these, this team is unbelievable. They just come at you. And they can beat you in so many ways. ways. They can beat you in so many ways, man. They can play the physical game. They can play the skill game. Like, you know, five on five, like, look, man, look at their last, let's see their last three games. They beat the blue jackets nine, two, they beat the Panthers seven, mm-hmm. one, they go to Vancouver, beat them five, two hurricanes. They beat them. That was a great game Four three in overtime. They lost to the Panthers, but they still scored five. Before that, they beat the Flames 6-2. 
Habs 5-2. I mean, if you're going to this game, and then the game before that, they played Tampa Bay and New Year's Eve, they won 9-3. Like, look, man, if you go to this game, like, you know, they're probably getting a free pizza or whatever they give away if the team scores more than five. Like, you're guaranteed to get that. Yeah. Like, it's going to be rocking and rolling. They've got such a dynamic team. I mean, man, yeah. Florida fans, what, stop drinking song early. Stay up a bit later. Go to the game. I'm telling you, man, this team. That's the whole thing, though. People are just, I guess you have to go and sit in the stands, but maybe people are just waiting at home. They got season tickets and they're like, we're going to get a free pizza, boys. Let's watch it on home. Let's watch, <laughs> let's watch it on TV at home. Chill with a couple of beers. You know what they pizza. need? You know what they need? They need all the, uh, they need all the, um, the, the birds in, uh, in, uh, you know, a lot of people in Quebec and just in Canada in general, they fly down to Florida for this, for the winter. The snowbirds. Yeah, snowbirds. Yeah. The snowbirds, man. <laughs> so look, there's not much going on in Montreal. You know, yeah. Montreal yeah. fans get down to Florida, bust out a Florida Jersey, yeah. walk down the store. You probably get it for cheap. Tickets are cheap. Let leave the cows alone. <laughs> there's lots of Canadian boys on that team. Let's yeah. not bash the Habs. They're only on a one-game losing streak right now, guys. One-game losing streak. <laughs> Everything's just dialing the last back. Everything's just dialing back yeah. to the Habs right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, boys, that all, was our uh... all, all roads. All roads lead back to the Habs. They yeah. got but, an ex- yeah. They got nineteen points. That's one extra point since we last talked. This is great. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Jesse. Get some butts in the seat in Florida. Yeah, I mean, man. come on. This is the most exciting team in the league right now. And yeah, they're on fire. Yeah. So that's our Psalm Sleeper, boys. Psalm, this was brought to you by Psalm. Uh, it's like a Red Bull, but for sleep, all you have to do is drink a can 30 minutes before you're ready to go to bed, and it'll help you fall asleep faster and sleep through the night. They've already delivered over 2 million nights of sleep, so we know it works. It also tastes good. It's used by over 60 pro sports teams and Olympic athletes, backed by world-class doctors, trainers, you name it. They're backing it. Check them out. ATP10 discount code. Uh, try it out. GetSalm.com. All right. Thanks, Jess. Uh, All right, boys, that brings us to the end of our first period. Tonight's second period is brought to you by AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, Jess, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to these yet, but we're going to... Uh, jump into our audio questions here in the second period. We have no CIHL updates. We don't have any CIHL updates to give you. Uh, Everything's on lockdown here sports-wise. There's no sports being played in Hong Kong right now, which is sad. But, uh, yeah, we'll get back to it hopefully uh, before too long. So let's uh, let's get the ball rolling here with our first audio question, Paulie. Yeah, yeah. well, uh, sticking with the theme... How you doing, fellas? Uh, it's uh, Maritime Rob here. Um, how about them Habs? Oh, yes. <laughs> Actually, I'm sure that uh, that you've got many questions about the Habs, as uh, the Habs probably have as many questions, too, about the Habs. <laughs> but my question is about my beloved Oilers. I knew this day would come. You, um, you know, I never get my hopes up too much. 
Um, a lot of positive talk about the Oilers at the start of the year. Everyone was really happy. Um, but, you know, I had that feeling in my stomach. And here we are um, in a bit of a slump. How do we fix the team? What do we do? Goalie? Is there a new goalie to be had? Um, a, new, a new mascot? Maybe they, maybe they need a little maritime rob out in Edmonton. Who knows? What, what do you guys think? <laughs> yes, they definitely need Maritime Rob out in Edmonton, number one. Yeah, new mascot. Get Maritime Robbie out there. Um, yeah. Great start. Second second thing, if we could fix the Oilers, we would not be here doing a podcast. No, no. We, we would be in, in the front office somewhere because these guys need help. Boys, Jess, I'm starting to think it's unfixable. I'll, I'll, I'm starting to think it's unfixable, man. I mean, look. There you go. You know, this team, it just is sad to see right now you know like they're what is it their last 10 they're two six and two they're on another six game losing streak and before that it was seven they just lost to the senators in like a crippling loss um which was a team they absolutely hosed last year every game game in game out i mean you know if you look at the roster this year compared to last year i think it's actually improved but uh, you know, I don't know. There's got to be something going on in the locker room. Um, you know, like, and again, like the coaching staff is still relatively new. Kenny Holland hasn't been there that long. I mean, you know, like obviously McDavid and, and, and dry are getting it done stat wise, but man, I, I look at this team. Like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the problem is. Like, you know, I look at their decor, Paul, you know, me, that's where it all starts. Like, you know, decor, baby. It's been weak. It has been weak since basically Chris Pronger was there. Um, you know, like I don't think guys are 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 playing up to to par. I think Darnell Nurse started off great, but you know, like the rest of that decor, like you always got to, you know, you always got to look at when you when you compare teams because sometimes you know I, I see fans of like the team that's maybe on the re on like the rebound or coming back up and they always say, Hey, like, you know, Ottawa is a perfect example. Like they look at their first line and be like, you know, we got Norris and Kachuk and, you know, Batherson's coming along. These guys are going to be good players. I always say you have to look at who are the top teams in the NHL right now. Like, who are you trying to beat? And so if you stack yourself up against Florida or Tampa, um, or, you know, let's just keep it in Canada. Like the Leafs, for example, like, you know, it'd be nice to pump the Leafs tires for once, but, you know, if you're matching up, you know, you know, so their top line, right? It's McDavid, Yamamoto, and Perlini. Obviously, your center, McDavid, the greatest player on, on earth right now. But, man, look at his wingers, dude. Like, you know who Matthews is playing with? Like, he's playing with Mitch Marner. And you know who else he yeah. plays with? Like, every third shift, William Nylander or John Tavares. Like, and on the back end, he's got Morgan Riley. And then in net, they got Campbell. Like, you know, and then you go to their second line. You got Dreisaitl and Pujarvi, who have been great. Um, and Zach Hyman, which is actually a decent second line, but I think Hyman slowed down since he's coming back from that injury. But man, what a drop off after that! Like, and again, you look at what Tampa Bay has been able to do the last few years. Like, these are the teams you have to beat. And when I look at this lineup, it's almost not surprising that they're falling off this bad. And the sport of hockey is not designed for one or two guys to to take off and run with it. I mean, I wish I had the answers, but clearly no one's had them. So. I don't know, boys. That's a good, that's a great point. I mean, it's very obvious that they're top heavy, but I mean, that they're doing their best. I think, I think their biggest issue is 
Well, number one, their biggest issue is goaltending. Yeah. It has been for a long time. Right now, their goalie with the best numbers is Stuart Skinner. Yeah, dude. And his goals against is 2.93. Asaka. So, um, I mean, and that's, you know, it has to do with systems and their defensive play and style. But, you know, it you need a winning goaltender to win in the NHL. So that's number one. Number two, I think they do have the top end guys like their top two lines could be really good yeah. if they didn't have to spread them out hmm. so i mean if you've got if you got mcdavid dry sidle nuge pooley and hyman as your top six then that's a good top six yeah but the the, the drop off after that is so is so steep like warren fogel's a minus 10 right now on the season yeah uh, he's supposed to be a third line shutdown guy yeah um so, I mean, I think that if they can just get a little bit deeper, get like a real good quality third line guy or, or fourth line guy and just kind of, you know, move those guys up the lineup a little bit that need to be moved up the lineup, then I think that would take care of that. But they need a goalie, a depth forward, and they definitely need a top four defenseman. Yeah. So how are they going to, how are they going to get a top four D man? Getting a depth guy is easy because there'll be lots of guys for rent mm. at the deadline. But how do you get a top four defenseman and a legit goalie that can take you all the way at this deadline in this cap era? Is it possible, Jess? I mean, out there on the free agent market for goalies, number one, obviously, is Marc-Andre Fleury. So Chicago would have to eat some salary for sure and to get to send him to Edmonton. After that, your free agent goalies, Thomas Grice, Halak, uh, Corpusalo in, in in Columbus, which could actually be an option. Uh, Braden Holpe playing well in Dallas, but I don't trust him at all. Um, that's what you got. They're they're the best. Yeah, and those UFAs and those are and those are band aids. You know, like those, those, those goalies. Like that's a band aid. You know, like a band aid on a, a yeah. open wound. Where it's again, it'll just be a try to fix the problem i mean flurry's not a young guy so you know what does he got maybe a few years left and then you're gonna like they right. need their dynasty goalie and i think to answer your question about defensemen a top four defenseman you don't trade for them unless you give up right. like unless you're giving up a significant piece you're not gonna get yeah. you know you're not gonna get a a defenseman um and that that's just so hard i mean though that's why they're paid so well especially this year where all these teams were just locking in their top guys and to a lot of money because yeah. they're so crucial and hard to come by. But I think you're right. You made a good point. Like the depth guys are, are easy to get. And I remember talking to, to Jim Playfair, who's the assistant coach there. This was maybe two years ago now when they first got in there um, and they were talking like, where's our kind of biggest need. And that's what Kenny Holland was asking. And they said like, we need a, we need a, a true third line center, you know, like uh yeah. You know, and I forget who the example he used, but you know, he said a guy like Tyler Bozak, for example, who can kind of get it done on both yeah, sides. Jordan of the Stahl. Yeah, they need a legitimate, you know, third line center. And and Ken Holland at the time said that's easy to get. But yeah, I mean, look, something has to be done. I think you, you can never do a knee-jerk reaction, but man, there is problems in Edmonton. Like they are losing games badly and fans are not happy, you know, like and again, when does the when does the kind of like the the superstar treatment kind of run out for McDavid and Drysaddle. Like, when does it become? Do you start to look at you know maybe a Drysaddle move? I mean, I know it's crazy to say. Like, I, I just I seriously don't know the answer to this team. It's like an enigma, man. Every year it's just like they kind of patch things in and yeah, not not pretty. It's man. all and what what are they going to be willing to give up at the deadline? Are they a, 
legit cup contender. Like, I mean, they're going to have to get better before the deadline comes in order to even consider dropping a couple first round picks uh, to make a couple moves. But yeah. I mean, it, his, this is my prediction. I predict that the Oilers are going to be back into contention in a couple of weeks time. They went through with some COVID issues. Uh, they went through a few injuries, um, but right now I can see them getting back into contention. They go out and get Marc-Andre Fleury. They bring in Mark Giordano on D. They get him from Seattle. Uh, they don't have to give up much for Giordano. They're probably going to have to give up a first rounder to get Flurry and Edmonton Oilers all the way to the cup. <laughs> Holy moly. Wow. That is a hot take. I mean, look, they got Chris Russell and, and Cliff Bomber both out on injury right now. You get those two guys back. Uh, you, you ease up the load a little bit. Nugent Hopkins hurt. Um, yeah, yeah, I think everyone's talking about Flurry, but he's Flurry's actually starting to play pretty well in Chicago. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. This I'd, team, love, I'd love to see it. This team, I'd man. This it. team. They've been all right. So yeah, I don't know, boys. Good, good luck fixing it. But I mean, I think, I think, uh, I think there is an answer in Edmonton. And Maritime Rob, not- and Maritime Rob heads out there too. And then, then we're good. Maybe they should relocate the Oilers to a warmer climate. That could help. Oh, no, whatever. <laughs> Singapore climate's not going to help. Yeah, Singapore, Singapore baby. Was it what, Singapore what, Oilers? What kind of what kind of temperature you got floating over there today? I think it was thirty-one degrees today. Thirty-one, thirty-two. Uh, oh. Yeah. It's cool in Singapore today. Only 31. Cool. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Speaking of All cool. Right, what else you got for us? Uh, let's go. With one of the coolest guys I know. Hey, fellas. Uh, thanks for the shout out last week. That was uh, much appreciated. Sick My that. question this week involves the overtime winner, um, the Chicago Montreal game, the overtime winner. There's sort of a lot going on in that play, right? Uh, player got sort of pushed, fell into the goalie, the net comes off, the puck crosses the line, and the goal stands. I mean, I, I'm sure the league knows what they're doing in, in getting that call correct. I was just wondering if you had maybe a little bit of clarification on exactly why that goal did count. Thanks. Yeah, Johnny great question. Johnny. Great question, Johnny. Johnny. I think the whole world's thinking. Great question. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, I have to apologize to all our listeners for going off on the NHL in our last episode because I was to- I was totally wrong. I was Were you so wrong? Mad. I was one hundred percent wrong. It, it was a it was a good goal, folks. The NHL got this one right, and I reached out to my friend Matt McPherson, NHL linesman, uh, and he sent me directly from his rule book. He took a picture of the page. I'm going to read it for you guys right now. So this is why it was a good goal. So rule 63.7, an awarded goal. In the event that the goal post is displaced, either deliberately or accidentally, by a defending player, prior to the puck crossing the goal line, between the normal positions of the goal posts, the referee may award a goal. Okay, and here's the stipulations. So in order for a goal to be awarded in this situation, the goal post or sorry, yeah, the goal post must have been displaced by the actions of a defending player, which it was. The attacking player must have an imminent scoring opportunity prior to the goal post being displaced, which he did. And it must be determined that the puck would have entered the net between the normal position of the goal posts. Which it also would have, yeah. Which Which it also would have. So 
the net can be put if the net's basically pushed off by a defender, whether he does it purposely or accidentally, took away a scoring chance, which he did, um, and it would have went in over the line between the posts. It's a good goal. So, and just so you know, this is only a rule in professional leagues in North America. So I, I was go. I I was like so adamant that this was not a goal because I've never seen this rule before. Mm. It's not in any rule book for minor hockey or IHF. It's an North American professional hockey rule. So there you have it, an awarded goal. Well, yeah. Well, that's put to put to rest because. Like you said, man, I've never seen that before. Actually, it happened in the World Juniors um, where something similar, like the net was clearly off, but the puck went across. And I was like, okay, like this is an easy one. The net's off. But um, yeah. yeah, man, like the, that's the rule. Like, so suck on that, Habs fans. <laughs> well, yeah. So my first, my first uh, question to, when I asked Matt was like, I can't believe this was goal. Like what happened? Um, I said in my, in the offside, there was an offside challenge on the same play. Yeah, I still think it was offside. Which, no, he says it's oh, not. Uh, that'll, uh, be the next, that'll be the next so, thing the Habs fans will be jumping on, Jess. That's why, that's eh? Why. The league yeah, leagues yeah. out to get them. Uh, yeah. You get, you get the, the first one. thing he told me was, I haven't seen the play, but a goal can still be scored with the net off. And then, I, and I was like, what? Yeah. A goal could still be scored with the net off. And then that's the first time I've ever seen that written down. You yeah. know what I mean? So anyway. If anything, the, Habs fans. The NHL got it right. Leave it to the professionals to make the decisions. You don't have to yeah, listen exactly. to you whine and cry. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, and you know what? You got to give give credit where credit is due. They got the call right. Um, and in the long run, I think it's going to be beneficial for the Habs to finish in last place and get in that first overall pick. <laughs> yeah. So come on, guys. Just keep the tanking going. Leave Price on the sidelines and just yeah. finish last. Come on. I don't even think they're tanking, dude. Like, they just – they can't win. Like, they're trying, but they can't. I feel so bad for Ducharme. And, uh, but, yeah, man, this has been ugly. I can't believe this team what's, knocked out the lead. The, what's, the, what's the latest word on Price? Nothing? He's, he's rehabbing his knee again. Yeah. How oh, is he? Yeah. So uh, yeah. I look, I'll I'll say it here first. I'll say two things. One, I don't think the Oilers are going to make the playoffs. Two, <laughs> Carey Price is not going to play again this year. Why? 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 Why would you let him play? Why? Okay. Before we get before we get to the Carey Price talk, the rule is settled. Paul, throw another question out at us. Mm. I like how you're just trying to get off this uh, had suck kind of conversation we got going on here. No, you, you guys obviously haven't listened to the questions. Wait, uh, hey, hey, there's no clue. Hey guys, it's Maria here again. Back oh. for a hat trick. My third question. Her hat trick. Uh, I've got a friendly little question for you this week. Is Carrie Price that good? I'll let you. I'll let you think that over for a moment. Last year, Montreal made it to the finals. This year, they're dead last without him. So does one player really make that much of a difference? As usual, I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Cheers, guys. Great. There you go, buddy. Cue yeah, when you're up. Just cue when you're up. Yeah, well, oh, right, yeah, on to, right on time. Right look, on look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at yeah, that. No, I mean, How do you great like question. that? Great question, Maria, as always. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, boys, I mean... Yeah, let's just try to crack this nut right open, huh? So yeah. here's my thoughts on Carey One Price. Yes, team. he's that good. Yes, he's that good. No and question. next question. No question. <laughs> this guy has been like, there's been holes in the Montreal ship for years, but he's so good. 
that he can keep those kind of hidden. Um, you know, look, this guy was an NHL MVP. You know, from what I can remember, that's only happened one other time, and it was the Dominator. Um, but and and it was like it wasn't even close that year. Like you know, his stats were out of control. The team wasn't great, but they still were just dominating. And the fact that he's not there, but look, he's not the only one missing this year. Like no. That's the key. They're they're missing a lot of their guys. I mean, look, they're playing an AHL team for like legitimate AHL team with, you know, one or two NHLers in the lineup. Um, You know, Suzuki's he's doing what he can, but, you know, he, to me, strikes me as a very, very solid second line um, or maybe a first line guy in in certain situations. But, you know, the rest of their team is gone, man. Like to Foley last year, he had an incredible season. He's done virtually nothing. He's out, but Anderson just came back, but he's been out, you know, Gallagher out Petrie might as well have been injured. I don't know what he's been doing, but they're, they're, they're just missing so many guys. And then at the end of the day, they're missing the number one piece in Carey price. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's the effect that this guy can have on a team, on a franchise. Like he is just so dominant that, you know, like, again he he can hide what the underlying problems are and then kind of the the roof just came off the habs this year with you know a lot of injuries and, and of course and, and covid but yeah it just to me it just looks like a team that's completely given up man it looks to me and 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 i'll also say this thank god fans are not allowed in the building right now could you imagine what what that rank would be right now oh man it it would not be a good, a good scene. Oh my god! There'd be jerseys going everywhere, fights in the crowd. Yeah. People would start saying, "I'm Nordiques fan." Um, yeah, yeah, man, it's been ugly. And you know what? Like, as much as I want to just pound the head on the Habs for for after what they did to my Leafs last year, I mean, it, this is not what you want to see. I've never seen a Habs team this bad ever. Actually, I think this is no, historically bad team, right? <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen in my lifetime a team this bad. Just, I mean, to me, I, I know I've said this many times on the podcast, but identity is such a huge thing for me, and this team has not. You're right. And for years, for the last 10 years, they built themselves on, uh, you know, major, major defensive efforts. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they structured their, their game defensively. Um, built it around Carey Price, uh, didn't give up a lot of second opportunities. He made all the first saves, clear the puck out, get an opportunity once in a while and try and score on the power play and, you know, try to win a game 2-1 or 3-2. And it works. It worked for them for a long time. But they lost their top two defensemen. They yeah. Lost yeah. Weber. Which, they lost which I think best. we should emphasize that. Like, Shea yeah. Weber is a first Weber, ballot Hall of Famer that is just gone. Edmondson, giant. Yeah. That guy was amazing. Um, and that pushes Ben Sherratt and Jeff Petrie to the second line where they belong, or yeah. the third line. Yeah. Um, and they're just – and Phil Deneau, the best probably defensive forward in the league, they built their whole system around defense, and it, it, and they built it for years. And it takes a long time to build that identity. And then all of a sudden it's completely ripped out from underneath yeah. them. And now they've, they've got to become this, like, goal-scoring – juggernaut of a team that can put four or five goals up a night um to compete and it's just not who they are no and they don't have they don't have the bodies for it they don't have the staff for it they don't have the system for it and i think it's just a complete tank job right now like i mean not i'm not saying they're tanking i'm just saying I hope they might as well yeah i mean the, their best hope is to get a first overall pick next year because it, it, that's what they need yeah. they got to start building again or maybe yeah. they just trade for Timu. 
Timo. Get Timo, Timo. In there. Bring yeah. him in. Yeah. Get Timo on that. that, that great. Yeah. Yes. Good call, Paulie. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag, hashtag Timo to the hats. Yeah. yeah. Timo to the hats. They should maybe. start looking for any kindergarten teachers in Finland right now that they can score yeah. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I mean, look, this is a tough job for, for whoever the GM that they're going to name to come in. What a tough task oh. they have. Because, look, this isn't a, a one year, two year turnaround. This is it, man. This is now it's going to be time to let the let the floor come out i mean look you go back let's go back to the leaps you know the leaps went through this for years man we were so bad for years and years and years like not even close to making the playoffs um you know and then you know we actually did finish dead last one year but we got austin matthews you know and that was and then you know the year before that we got nylander and then marner was there like you know, this wasn't a, this didn't just happen. You didn't just draft one guy, like, you know, and, and Willie Nylander, he took a few years to kind of find his groove, who I think is one of the best players on the Leafs right now. But, you know, Matt, I mean, Matthews came in and that's the problem. Like, you know, uh, who's the perennial first overall favorite? It's Shane Wright, right? Yep. So, right. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. 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 So, but listen, right. man, you know, I don't think anyone's talking about this guy as a generational type talent. You know, of course, he's a, an amazing young man, like young player who's going to go first overall. It's incredible, but you know, there's a difference between generational player. Like, you know, he sure is. Don't get me wrong, fantastic NHL player, but he's not McDavid. He's not Matthews. <laughs> you know, he's not Ike. Yeah. Like, he's not these generational type guys. So, yeah man, they have some work to do. And I think it's going to get ugly before it gets better. Um, you know, yeah. I think you got to start seriously considering moving your assets and just completely going f- full rebuild mode, man, which, you know, I never thought I know, I but see. they got the guys that they, the guys that they have signed long-term, nobody's going to want. I mean, there's no way they're moving prices contract and, uh, Jeff Petrie at six and a half million or 6.25 a year. Yeah, it's tough right David now. David they just don't have pieces to they they're you're right they're gonna have to go for a slow build because mm. they don't have they don't have the pieces or the draft picks to give away they have one in each round right now it's just you know and like you're right whoever comes in is going to have their hands cut out for them because people don't like aren't patient in montreal yeah fan montreal fans are not patient they're not going to be like you know we can be not in the playoffs for three or four years and have this slow kind of rebuild. It's just, it's going to be a really tough, tough situation. Yeah. But no, I think the, you know, the last thing I'll say is, is, well, there's, there's two things. So, so when the, you know, cause again, you got to, the closest comparable is the Leafs and what they were going through. When the Leafs started, they brought yeah. in Shanahan and Shanahan went to the media, the team, the city, basically the NHL said, this is going to be like a five-year process to turn this thing around. We're going to have some tough, tough years. Like, we're going to be bad. And that's just the way it is. And then the second thing is the other thing that Montreal has to figure out is I think on their cup run on their roster, I think they had like four guys that they had drafted that had come up through their own system. That's it. You know, there's not a team in hockey that can build a sustainable franchise when they're not drafting. Well, this team has drafted so poorly over like the past 20 years, you know? So, you know, when, when they bring their new GM in, um, you know, hopefully he brings in, he or she brings their own staff in. They got to sort that 
that scouting out because man, they have miss after miss after miss. So yeah, dude, it's going to be tough. And you know, as much as I like to pound it on the Habs, I do feel bad. You know, we like, this is another team. It's just like Boston. You want to see Boston doing well, the Rangers, these guys. Um, but yeah, a lot of work ahead for this club, man. Holy smokes. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a slow burn, folks. Uh, we'll see you in twenty twenty eight or so. Yeah, don't feel bad at all. Don't feel bad at all. It's awesome <laughs> to watch. Uh, it's so nice to watch, and if it's gonna take five or ten years, even for them to become a team again, ah, so be it. So be it. Eh? <laughs> no mercy from Paul, okay, buddy. No, right. mercy. no mercy, right. baby. No mercy. Paul, just play. Can you please play the next question for us? That's it, baby. That's three questions. No, we got one more. Do we? We got four questions this week. Damn, no CIHL. People are wanting asking questions. questions. Do you want me to play it? What's up, boys? (laughs) Just want to know if you think Evander Kane will play in the NHL this year, and if so, what team should sign him? All right, the gobstopper, Avery Gobbo. Avery always coming in with great questions. Thank you, Avery. He He wants to know what is going on with Evander Kane. Is he coming back? Is he going to play in the NHL? Jess, my quick thought on this one is it's going to take a pretty desperate team to bring in this guy. I mean, his track record is not good. He is just an absolute dressing room maniac. Yeah. What do you think, Jess? Have you ever played, first of all, have you ever played with a guy who's just an absolute poison in the dressing room, like around the team? You know, I can't think of a a time... I've played on a team where like, you've just wanted to kick a guy off. Like, you know, you go back to him when he was in Winnipeg, like that whole story where, um, where Bufflin like threw his gear into the shower and like he was basically ran out of town. Like, you know, I don't, I can't honestly think I've ever played with a guy where like, I've just hated him, you know, like there's guys that maybe you don't get along with, or you might not bring over like to meet your parents or whatever, but yeah, (laughs) yeah, dude, but you know, this is two, two teams now that he's effectively been like kicked off of. And like, yeah. he led the San Jose Sharks in scoring last year. He is a talented, talented hockey player. So, and when, when he's, when he's motivated, dude, I mean, when he turns it on, he's like, he's, he looks like a top 10 NHL. Yeah, man. I mean, he's, he's legit, legit talent. And like, it's a shame to see what he's done, but, it's and it's hard to believe that you can be that bad of a locker room teammate guy from what all our accounts i mean i haven't met the guy i don't mm. know what he's mm. like but i mean it you can only you can only turn your turn turn away from these stories so many times yeah like, man he just he, he just keeps shooting himself in the foot keep you know doing the wrong thing he's always in in the media but something that he's done wrong and and it to me it's going to take a team that's on the bubble maybe like a playoff bubble team like the Oilers desk that desperately needs to make the playoffs unless you know it's this year or, n- or nothing or this year at bust yeah and the Edmonton Oilers I mean there are there's all the rumors are already out there that the Oilers are in line that you know they're think, thinking about bringing this guy in but my thoughts are number one like I said a desperate team number two a team with a lot of veteran presence a team that this guy with a no-nonsense GM and and a lot of veteran leaders on the team that can take him under his wing and, you know, at least get through the rest of the year without him 
embarrassing himself. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Team. Like, you know, when he was in San Jose, when Pavelski and Thornton and Marlowe and all those guys were still there, you know, they, they, there was never a problem. But, um, but yeah, who knows, man? And who knows what the real story is? Uh, it just always seems headline after headline after headline. But, you know, like the, the NHL, it's a business, man. They're in the business of winning. So, you know, like yeah. you don't necessarily have to have the top quality people in the locker room if, unless, uh, you know, uh, the, um, if they're getting the job done. You know, there's lots of That's examples true. of that. You go back. I mean, you know, you look at Shanahan. He never had the greatest reputation in teams. Um, you know, uh, who else was it? Eric Lindros never had the best reputation, you know, but these guys get the job done. And unfortunately, like as soon as they stop, they're out. Now, this is a bit of a unique situation because his contract's effectively being terminated, right, for breach of contract. By, so I know it's going through, like, the Players Association. So who knows what, yeah. what kind of that mess is all about. But, I mean, dude, like I said, this guy led the Sharks in scoring last year. Clearly, he can play. So, you know, yeah. if a team needs a guy who can put the puck in the net and they don't really care, like – but, it, you know, Oilers, man, like that's just going to be a focus point if he goes there. Like they're already answering a ton of questions about it. But who knows, yeah. man? I mean, you get there, maybe McDowell, maybe all it takes is like McDavid just be like, look, man, this guy's here to, to play and score. Like I don't need him to watch my kids. Like I don't need him to, you know, babysit the fans. <laughs> He's not going to talk to media. Like we just need players yeah. because I'm sick of losing yeah. all the time. I don't know. So yeah. but it's a great question. I mean, well, uh, you know, and but – the sport of hockey in the NHL, I feel like, you know, if this wasn't the NFL, like it, we wouldn't even be talking about it. Like he would have already been signed. Like yeah. he would have been playing in the Patriots right. this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but hockey's still kind yeah. of old school like that, where character and integrity still is a big part of it. And they don't yeah. like they don't like me guys in terms of like stories being that aren't on the team. Uh, every time you see that, it never bodes well, but I don't know, man. There's a lot of teams that could use a guy like him. Uh, so say that. Gun, gun, gun to your head. Is he back in the NHL before the end of the year? I don't think so. I don't think any team's going to want to take a stab. I just don't think they're going to. Huh, interesting. But someone will sign him. I that's, think in the off season. That interesting. I don't know, man. I, I think I think there's a team out there that's going to give him a shot. And I mean, if I was to take a guess, and and here's the other thing I didn't mention: if he goes to a contender. Imagine he went to Florida or Pittsburgh. He could go to Pittsburgh and get under those guys' wings, like have, play with Sid. Yeah. I mean, but he's not a kid anymore. You know, he's not like he's just like a young guy making mistakes. Like this guy's been in the league a long time. You know, I don't think he's going to. No, you're right. Absolutely. Have. But I mean, if they could get him, if they can get him motivated to play hockey, I mean, because I don't, the, the years that, that San Jose was a contender, it wasn't an issue. Mm. Yeah. And who knows, really? man, like, you know, and who knows, I mean, this guy's a pro, um, obviously to make it to the NHL, like clearly, and maybe that's all he wants right now. Maybe he just wants to get past this and just get to playing and move on and let us play do the talking. Maybe he'll have the best season he's ever had. I mean, yeah, there's, there's certainly a lot of upside, but there is some downside and I know NHL is very uh, protective of that. So no, it'll be yeah. interesting, but my gut is telling me that no one will take the stab this season um, but someone will sign him in the off season. They'll wait to see what this kind of, um, you know, what's yeah. been going on and all this other stuff. So that's my gut. Especially yeah. if you, if you, if you got a good locker room going and you've got, you know, great camaraderie amongst your team, it's going to be really hard to bring him in. Why mess with the uh, mojo? But, there you go. But desperation, but it could be a desperate team out there. 
What do you think, Paulie? You think the Bruins will pick him up or what? Oh, no. We're pretty good. We're pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> Tuka's yeah. back, baby. Tuka's yeah. back, man. First game, first win. He's back on the ice tonight with Carolina. It's uh, Tonight's yeah. the, the challenge. That's going to be a great game, should actually. Be a, should be a we'll great be game. Um, but, yeah, Tuka, baby. We haven't, talked to, we haven't talked a whole lot about your Bruins, Polly. There's quietly just... Listen, going am- going amongst their, they're doing a going doing a bath. They're doing their thing, man. I I mean, going we're, we're more service. we're more not not me obviously, but we're more <laughs> focused on how bad the Habs are doing. Um, yeah. You guys talk about it a lot. I just sit here and listen. It's 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 a great conversation you guys have every time that comes up. Um, but yeah, Bruins, Kane, nah. Are you happy to see? You must be happy to see Tuka back. Oh, absolutely! Come on. Does I mean, that I, mean that? Does that mean they might? interested in a in sending maybe Allmark or Swayman over to the Oilers? No, 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 no. We're gonna that 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 three. They're three gonna need him for the first right? round when Tuka leaves again. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Swayman's numbers are great. Swayman's doing great. Swayman's yeah, he is. Great. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, bringing it back to the Habs. I would like to see <laughs> Carey Price move on somewhere else so he gets a he gets I would a cup. too. If he could get a cup before he's done cuz he only got a couple of years boys. If Do you know what his contract is though? Uh, I know it's ridiculous, right? The, <laughs> the amount of money they're giving him. But even if I was Carey Price, I'd take a pay cut. <laughs> just yeah. get me out of the there. Prob- yeah, just just delete yeah. my contract, get yeah, rid exactly. of it. Burn I it. could see Colorado pick Burn him up. It. I mean, I think they they thought they think they have their guy in Kemper, but he's injured again now. He hasn't exactly played up to. They need a guy like you know in Colorado. If they get a guy like Priceman, this team's looking at not just like one cop. They're looking at multiple cops. You know, so yeah, kind of Montreal read. would have to eat up a lot of his salary. Like it's ten and a half a year. Yeah, but they're they're paying guys like their half their team is on the minimum. They probably need it to hit the the floor. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I know, man, it, uh, it's exciting. So, look, I got one last thing to say to you guys um, about the Eastern Conference right now. So, I was looking right. at this. So, right now, the top three teams in the Atlantic, Florida, Tampa, and the Leafs, right? And in the Metro, you got New York, Carolina, Pittsburgh. And then in the wild card, you got Washington and Boston, who are, who are pretty clearly ahead of, of kind of the next bucket of teams. Out of those eight teams, okay, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, New York, Carolina, Pittsburgh, Washington, and Boston, boys, I think each one of those teams could win the Stanley Cup. Wow, good take. Talk about a field, huh? Talk about the Eastern Conference yeah. field, man. I think each one of those teams could legit win the Cup this year. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Is this that just is, you that... trying to say Toronto could win the cup? Is that I'm trying to prepare myself for why they don't. I'm trying <laughs> but all to... this is leading into it. I see what's going on here. But man, like this is call, probably Polly. the most Good loaded. Call. This is yeah. probably the most loaded conference I, I think I've ever seen. Um, you left one name off that list though, there, Jess. Yeah, your your Islanders are. Are they turning it around here yeah. or what? The Isles oh, are turning it around big time. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Montreal's going to get do, into man. the finals. They got some work. They do, but. But you just wait, buddy. Look at those games they have at hand. They got eight games at hand on the Rangers. Yeah. Well, they're yeah, trying to catch their 26 even if points they win. of a playoff yeah. spot <laughs> with five games just in wait hand. Wait for it, boys. With five games what in hand. They they're they're trying to catch. <laughs> they, wait they for still, it. What, what's, what's, what's eight wins? They get eight wins. How many points does that get you? 
16, 16 points. They've been tied with the Bruins. Yeah. Oh, 26, dude. Sorry. Nah, they Bruins have, I got like a low math. They, low math here. They, yeah, that, that's still. only going to give them. That's only going to give them 46 points. Yeah, that ties them with the yeah. Bruins. But I mean, yeah, they. they but that they, means they, the Bruins lose every game. Like, But listen, you guys, they've got like 11 of their next 14 or 12 of their next 14 or something at home. The Islanders are due to go on a run here. They have some of the best attendance in the NHL. This is just because I was looking up attendance. Despite the, how bad they're doing, despite how bad attendance doing, numbers on it, they got a great attendance. So yeah, listen, man. Um, yeah, I'm it, right now. Like when I was home, I got to watch a lot of hockey, a lot of teams. Like right now, if you watch any of those top eight teams play, like, and then if you're if you can catch a game, like like Polly, the one you just said, Boston versus Carolina. Like if you can get any of those eight teams playing against each other, you like I can't express this enough. Watch the game because this is some of the best hockey. I've ever seen, you know, so I'm, I'm so excited to come down the grip, coming down the, uh, coming down the the pipe. I mean, we're, we're still not even halfway through the year, but I I think it's, uh, these eight teams, I don't think it's close. Maybe New York edge is one of those out. I don't know who they're going to edge out, but, um, I know it's really tough. Yeah. That's it's a, it's a, it's a loaded Eastern conference right now. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up the second period. Tonight's third period is brought to you by wheel hub Asia. They only got four games on Boston. They've only got four games on Boston. That's correct. And in my math, that's right. 55 points, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Easy math, boy. When we're not talking about hockey on Across the Pond, we're usually listening to music. And after the number of hours our headphones spend on our sweaty ear holes, they usually need a little bit of TLC. Luckily, our buddy Brandon from Accessory House Global is there to help. If you're in need of replacement cables, ear pads, or heck, even a brand new carrying case, this is the one-stop shop you need to visit. Check them out on Instagram at TheRealAHG or visit their website at AccessoryHouseGlobal.com. You can even get a 20% discount on your first purchase by typing in AHG20OFF. Tell them across the pond sent ya. All right, so... Uh, let's get a few hot takes here before we uh, end the podcast with a story from Polly. Hmm. Um, I, wa- I wanted to mention this one, uh, Jess. The longest uh, threesome in league history here. Sid, Gino, and Latang, 16 seasons together on the same team. Jeremy Roenick wasn't in on that threesome. <laughs> <laughs> I knew Polly was going to say something. As soon as you said it, he Polly perked up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, man. You when you sent me this, that was uh, that that's that's crazy. I mean, you know, you think of how long the NHL's been around, and the fact that that's the longest trio ever. Yeah, um, that's pretty impressive, dude. And and you know, they've been dominant for a long, a lot most of that, right? Like they they had a couple down years, where and then I think maybe the last couple years where when they couldn't get out of that round, but they're not that far removed from the back to back cups, but. Yeah, what a treat, man. What a treat the franchise has had in Pittsburgh. It's completely rebuilt that franchise since Lemieux left. Um, you know, kudos to those guys. And But, you know, I was, I was thinking about this. You know, what what's the next 10, 15 years going to look like in Pittsburgh? You know, when those guys are gone, man, there's not – you know, they got some good young players, but what's the dynasty going to look like next, you know? It's going to be sad to see those guys leave. It always is when you get it, when you get a dynasty like that, and then you see it coming to an end, it's sad. But I mean, 16 years, these guys, you know, took pay cuts to stay. Um, they did all the right things to build cup winners. 
Um, yeah, really happy for these guys. Um, 16 so that's, years, uh, man. That's crazy. 16 years together. That's crazy. Um, my my other hot take I mentioned earlier was the Islanders, so I'm not going to go backwards there. Thank Chris. God. But uh, <laughs> I did want to get, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the Los Angeles Kings. I mean, here's a team that I'm, I've been watching a couple of their games lately because uh, they're usually on later in the, in the morning. But um, the Kings are slowly, you know, working their way up the standings here. They're in second place in the Pacific, seven and three in their last 10. Uh, What's going on in L.A. here? I mean, this team was such a defensive team for so long. Uh, they're scoring goals. Um, Tom McCollin's got them flying right now, Jesse. Have you taken in any L.A. Kings games? Lately? You know what? Not really. Um, you know, LA, the L.A. Kings to me are like the devils of the early 2000s where there's just always been kind of a boring team to watch, you know? And, like, that's nothing against mm-hmm. guys like Kopitar, who, you know, was one of the best players in the NHL. And then Drew Doughty, who obviously everyone knows just how good he was. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, look, I think they're a bit of a benefactor, too, of, of quite a weak division. Um, you know, a lot of the teams in their, in their division haven't been performing all that well. Uh, yeah, well, obviously, except for, for Vegas. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, I think that's a bit of a benefactor. Um but yeah, no, I, you're right, man. This team is, uh, I was thinking about them as my sleeper, but I haven't watched them enough to really kind of figure out what the secret sauce is down there. Um, you know, a lot of these guys, I, I don't really know. I know um, Sean Dersey, they picked him up um, from the Leafs. The Leafs had actually picked him. I got to watch him in the uh, Memorial Cup when he was playing for Guelph. Um, and then I follow, he's been a great player. And then, you know, bringing in Deneau just kind of rounds out that top six. Um, but yeah, man, as, as far as the rest of that team goes, like a lot of still guys are, I think are trying to find their way in the NHL, a couple of kind of just random players and, and, you know, but again, what you, you got great guys to kind of show them the ropes, you know, you Kopitar yeah. Brown, like you Dusty. got, yeah, you yeah. got them, you got the right guys to show them how to be proper NHLers, but yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep Dowdy. my eye on these guys. Yeah. You got Dowdy there to uh, teach them how to chirp. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in that division, I mean, they're going to have to fend off uh, Calgary and Edmonton, who've got like six games at hand yeah. uh, the, for all those guys. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see if Anaheim and Los Angeles uh, can keep it up. I mean, and, you know, hold back Calgary and Edmonton because they're going to make a push here pretty soon. Yeah. And again, like, I think that's an important thing to note. There's going to be a lot of games in Canada in the second half because a lot of them have yeah. been postponed. So there's going to be a lot of road games. And then these games are going to start to mean something. So I, I don't think the po- the points will be hard to come by. I think the second half of the year, which they always are, but no, man, good call mm-hmm. with, with LA dude, second in the second in the division playing pretty well. And uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to tune in on some games to figure out just what's going on down there. Yeah. Adrian Kempe has been real fun, a real good player lately. I mean, Dustin Brown, like you said, and Kopitar, they're always going to be there, but I follow Kempe really have been uh they've been playing great lately but uh my final hot take just before i let you uh wrap this up um the boston bruins we haven't talked about them a lot and i just wanted to just say this team getting Tuka back right now with you know they're very stingy defensively already uh they just get Tuka back it's gonna gonna motivate them even more and i know they play in a really tough division but they're going out on the road um next week they're gonna have a few home games here uh they got carolina washington 
and then Winnipeg, and then they're going Anaheim, Colorado, Arizona, Dallas. So they're getting out of the division, and the, the, the Boston Bruins are going to go on a little run here, guys. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, look, I'm a, I'm a believer of this team. Um, you know, I think we talked about it last on the podcast. Um, you know, they, they kind of started off slow. Uh, their goaltending hasn't been, you know, that great in terms of what we've kind of been used to. Um, but, you know, you look at kind of the, the holes or, or the, the, the reason why the Bruins have come up short in the last few years. And again, coming up short for this team is like game seven, second round or, or conference final, or, you know, they, they're not that far removed from being in the cup final. Um, it's their kind of D that, that, have, that haven't been great, you know, and they lost two big pieces when Chara and Tori Krug left. But, you know, McAvoy is really coming into it. Um, you know, Brandon Carlo, I think, is one of the more underrated defensemen in the NHL. Um, and then, you know, Grizzlick, who has now got COVID, he's playing really well. And then you kind of got always got John Moore hanging out in the wing there. Um, and then, but, you know, like, if this team, like if Pasternak can, can continue to find it, you know, and Bergeron just will always be Bergeron. And Marchand's just playing an insane clip. I saw a stat the other day in like the last four years. Maybe it was you telling me this. In the last four years, he's like the third top scoring player in the NHL or something like that. Um, and then, you know, you got Taylor Hall on the second line, a former NHL MVP. So just imagine this guy heats up, um, you know, and Tuka Rask's back. The fan base is humming. You know, I, I hate to say it, but I can see them actually catching the Leafs. They're, they're, they're coming in close to them now. Um, but dude, when playoffs hits, like, you know, first round, let's say they do catch the Leafs. First round, you're gonna either play Tampa Bay or, or Florida, you know? And then if you finish in the wild card, well, you're gonna either play Tampa or Washington. Like, you know. There's no easy way out. Yeah, so, but again, like the Bruins are used to that. They're used to playing top teams and Paulie, we're just stroking yeah. your team right now, but. Um, Boys, I'm loving every moment of this. I'm being nice and quiet. I'm not interrupting at all. Continue. Yeah. So no, I, I agree, man. I agree. You know. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, they're gonna they're gonna go on a run here, Jess. So are they gonna? Um, move, not that they haven't they already move, been. Uh, are they gonna move DeBrusque because he asked for a trade? Do you think they're gonna move him? Um, I don't know. I, it doesn't. I don't think if it, it doesn't make sense for the team right now to move him. Um, and if, and it, uh, yeah, I don't think he so. slides in that and third line uh, so nicely, man. Him and Charlie Coyle. On I third know. Line. What a third line. I know. And I look at this roster and I look at their. I'm just looking at their uh, their season so far, like all their scores. It looks like they've only given up more than three goals like five times. Yeah, maybe maybe six times in 35 games. Yeah, that's a team built so, to win, man. Yeah, that I mean, those all the signs are pointing towards a winner when you can you know defend like that, and then you got Marshawn scoring at will and Pasternak, and you know, and, and anytime they get a power play, there's they're they got a really good chance of scoring. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like this Boston team, Paulie. So do I, baby. So do I. <laughs> All right, man. Well, All right, Jess. Story time or what? What are your hot takes? Oh, what do you got here any, it is, man. I mean, final thoughts, Jess? Yeah, so look, here it is. I'm going to keep saying it. I don't think the Oilers are going to make it. Um, I got my eye on the Bruins. And uh, I forget the other one I had, but I'll think of it by the next time we do a podcast. So, uh, Something about the hab sucking. Yeah. I'm saying five, six years before the Habs make the playoffs again. There you go. Just so out All right, Paulie, let's hear it, buddy. Let's hear it. All right. Story time, is it? <clears throat> it's story time. All right. Gather around, children. 
Oilers legend Marc the Moose Messier celebrated his team's 1987 win by taking Lord Stanley to Scores Gentleman Club in New York City, where he put it on stage and let it pretend to be a pole for a group <laughs> of dancers. The team allegedly filled the cup with champagne, drank from it, and then left the cup back at the club at the end of the night. Oh, jeez. The story was later told by a mob informant working at the club. <laughs> oh, you got to believe it if it came from a mob. Oh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Mark Messe, Leadership Award, man. That yeah, is Leadership leader. Award. There you go. That there is, yeah, go. exactly. Oh, that is man. a great story, Polly. I mean, we have to have just a book of things that happened to the cop. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed, man. Agreed. I would definitely read it. But no, <laughs> nicely done, Paulie. Nicely done, uh, boys. Try my best, be boys. Back. Try my best. Great to be back on this side of the pond, fellas. And uh, let's keep it rolling, man. Let's keep rocking and rolling. Um, yeah. A lot of good things. How long happen. are you over there? A couple of months. Couple, couple of months, months, boys. Couple months. Might go to Tokyo. Might be back. Yeah, you never know. I'll just tune in in two you weeks to figure know. out where Jess is. <laughs> we'll yeah, tune in. Exactly. Tune in from Tokyo. Tune in for wherever you're at. Wherever you're at, buddy. All right. Uh, quick. All right. Before we let you go, boys. Quick teaser for my next hockey talks episode. I will be interviewing my first non-hockey related guest. But contractor. He, he comes from <laughs> the second best sport on ice. Curling. Figure skating. Oh, curling. Figure. Why did I oh, thought you were going to say figure skating? Uh, so I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave that little leave that little teaser out there. And uh, we'll be having a chat with this gentleman this coming weekend, folks. So please uh, stay tuned for that one. Jess, Polly, thank you as always. Great job, boys. Good to see us. That was Across the Pond. And that's a wrap. See you, boys. See you, boys. Thank you once again to our amazing sponsors, the China Hockey Group, AccessoryHouseGlobal.com, WheelHub Asia, The Big Bite Restaurant, Felix & Co., Psalm Sleep, and Yardley Brothers Craft Brewery. And of course, our head honcho here at Sunset Studio, Mr. Paul McLean. Folks, if you want to reach out, send in a question or a comment to AcrossThePondHK.com or find us on social media at AcrossThePondHK. Cat. Oh shit! Just uh, spilled tea. Dipping um, water out, tea all over the place. Oh my that. god! All over your that computer. Did, <laughs> that didn't take <laughs> one second.